0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Raw Knuckles podcast. We'd really appreciate it if you'd like, subscribe, and share with a friend. When I stepped on the ice, I never backed down, and I never stayed down. And I was vicious, and I was malicious, and I don't care. (laughs) Hey Dennis, welcome into the Raw Knuckles podcast. Awesome to see you, my friend. Listen, Abs this week, uh, tough week. I went to the <laughs> Devils game; they lost five-one. Sat right in the front row, and I got to tell you, right behind that visiting net, that, that Devils hockey team is unbelievable. But they spanked the Habs five-one. Then they go to Columbus, lose 6-4. And then the other night, mm-hmm. Saturday night, against the Flyers, I got to tell you, it was one of the most exciting games I've seen in this city in a long time. Incredible finish. Looks like they might not get this this tie. And Suzuki just right. off the charts. The pass, he makes to Caulfield. Uh, 1.9 seconds left. They tie it. And then Suzuki does it in overtime. Um, this team, man, they're exciting. They're finding ways to win. The one thing, I guess, for me, Dennis, and you, you got to take risks to score goals. I get it. But yeah, they're giving up way too many goals. Uh, and Thanksgiving's coming. If they're not in the playoffs by Thursday, trouble.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thread with respect to the Habs last week. A lot of goals against and they are going to make changes tonight on defense. It looks like uh, um, Weidman and Harris are in, and Jacki and uh, Koficsevich are going to be out. So he's so Marty's going to change the defense a little bit. Uh, but hey, look, when a team's trying to establish identity, I, I just don't. And I get like not surrendering goals, and that's key. And it's the support you get from the forwards on defense, and certainly the goaltending. But it's not a 3-2 league either. Like right? This is more trending towards a 4-3 league. And you got to be able to score to win here. I I don't see teams getting shut down because teams aren't afraid to go down two goals. There's just so much talent in this league. There's been multiple goal comebacks all over the place this season. So I get to change it. I like to change it on Martins because the defense clearly wasn't working last week. And maybe it's growing pains. Maybe it's an experience. It could have been a little bit better goaltending. Uh, but I, I like the move here to give, and we talked about it last week. There's just too many defensemen right now. Matheson's back in. Uh, so he's certainly not going to be coming out of the lineup. So I get the changes. We'll see how they work uh, tonight against uh, the Sabres.
0: Yeah, Jake Allen back in net against the Sabres tonight. Um, uh, listen, I think he's certainly uh, held down the fort. But uh, do you think? Down the road, uh, this is the answer. Do you think the Habs are looking to maybe at some point make a move for a goalie, or maybe draft another goalie? And and what do you think of the Primo Uh, thing, Primo?
1: Yeah, Primo. Sure, that's why you draft the kid. So, and look, he came up here uh, with a team that wasn't any good. It it was smart to just just shelter him, send him back to the A. So he may be the answer next. But you know, at this point, you need two good goaltenders in this league because there's no Mika Kiprasovs anymore is playing, or Marty Bordeaux is playing 72 games. Yeah. Now your best goals you're playing 55 to 60. You need effort from the other 25 to 30 games. So do I think they'll keep looking? I like Jake Allen. If the team got better in front of him, is, is he Carey Price? No. Is he the worst goaltender in the league? No. Um, and you see on some nights he absolutely steals or keeps them in games. So I like him. And but Montembeau, look, he's going to play that little and It's fine. He's been fine when he put him in. Um, it's more about the defense. It's more about the defense gelling and how they play as a unit and a group and the system that Martin we puts in. So I think that's it. So I I wouldn't pay too much attention to the goaltending nuts because of the salary cap situation. I'm not going to go out and trade for a Bobrovsky or some high-priced goaltender. Uh, I think it's a question, once you solidify the defense and you know who really your top six is and night in, night out, once you do that and better defensive systems put in, at that point in time, you can adjust the goaltending because that's probably the last piece in the puzzle. Plus, you have a good enough team. I mean, Colorado showed last year. Uh, Darcy Kemper's a really good goalie, but he's not a superstar goalie, and he did win a cup. So I think that's my look at, at the goaltending. I think it's good enough for now. Once they the, need to get to the next level, when they establish who the core is, at that point, you might want to adjust it
0: yeah, you know, I look at and certainly I get your points, and I see the league that way too. It's trending to more goals, more of a four-three league than a two-one league. I get it, but um, I'm just looking at this team in ways they can, and I know they're young, but yeah. uh, I'm <laughs> I'm trying to find that happy medium, I guess, when I look at this team between scoring goals and being able to defend oh, yeah. better. You can't you know give what up I mean? five and nine. Yeah, they give up. Yeah, they
1: give up five and four and six. That's you're not winning game 7-6 in this league, and that's the issue. Like, you do that one game out of five, but last week it was a lot of crooked numbers for the opposition, which you're not going to win games that way. You're just not.
0: Yeah, the positives, though, for this team, Looking, uh, listen, they brought it up on the uh, power play. They've got it up to 18%, which is good, positive sign. The PK is still above 80, so that's good. Uh, a lot of positive signs for this team moving forward. Again, uh, big week here coming up, uh, Buffalo, Columbus, and then Chicago on Friday, day after Thanksgiving. It's a 2 o'clock game.
1: Nuts, those are three winnable games. Yeah, they are. Those those are three games that they absolutely can. Because Buffalo, wow, everybody talked about their start, but they're not talking about it right now. That's the whole thing, Nuts. People were like saying, oh, Buffalo's going to make playoffs, and St. Louis is done. Okay, a week later, one team is in last, and the other team has won seven or eight in a row, so – but, yeah, these are winnable games. They, they're not, they're, and the thing about the Habs, I, I like their attitude. Like some games they're not the better team, but they don't go into the game like that. Like, oh, we're going to be overmatched and we just got to keep the score down. It's not like it was last season. They, they legitimately at this point in the season believe they can go out there and win every game. And that's why you see games like the other night. That was a very exciting game. It was a sloppy game. But um, I, I like their try. I like their attitude. He certainly has the respect in the room, Maurice recently the of his play
0: yeah hopefully he can address that uh defensive situation all right looking um looking uh this week obviously coming up and then uh they play San Jose at home on the twenty ninth then they get a big month away so um i'm just i guess i'm how much do you buy into that thanksgiving if you're in a playoff spot by thanksgiving you you're kind of penciled in to be in the playoffs at the end of the year. Well,
1: the numbers don't lie. What, is it 75% or something like that? 77%? Do I buy it? I, I think this season of all seasons, when you look at the teams who are in and who are out, I don't think this is the way it's going to end, Nux. Like, you know, I, I don't think that Pittsburgh and Florida and Washington are going to be out. And I don't think that uh, the Edmonton Oilers and the National Predators are going to miss. So I think there are teams that can switch. But even if it's, let's say, three teams, that's still like 80%. So the numbers don't lie. So I, I, I do believe in it. Uh, the other thing is that it's a little skewed because some teams like the Kings have played 21 games and others have played like 18 games. So to say oh, you're in a spot right now, maybe you want to do it by points percentage, but it, it, it mostly rings true because the really good teams you know are going to be in. You know Vegas and Boston and the Devils are going to be in like, unless they fall out of the sky. So yeah, I, I do believe in that, but it doesn't mean that if your team isn't in the playoffs on November 25th, it doesn't mean that you won't get in. If they're close enough, fine. There's some teams that, you know, like Columbus and Ottawa look out of it. But I think the teams just don't, you know, pack up their gear and go home saying, oh, we're not in the playoffs in November. It's still a very long season. All right.
0: Uh, at the Metropolitan Division, Jersey on top, obviously. Um, God, they're still getting it done. Ridiculous. Listen, did you see uh, Lindy Ruff's quote? I loved it. He said, throw away the iPads, get to know your yep. players. I, I, I mean yeah. that isn't all it is, but boy, this team again. I mean they're, they're good on paper, but do you think they're playing way over their heads? And this could come back to earth a little bit at some point.
1: Yeah, they're not. They're not going to play eight forty two hockey percentage the, the rest of the season next. I guarantee you that. Uh, they are. They're really fast and really talented. Um, do I think that they're going to win a Stanley Cup and then the President's Trophy? I don't think so. I, I, the question with this, with every team, Knox, they played 19 games. I mean, how injured are they going to be? Is Jack Hughes going to play a whole season? Like, Is Vanacek really going to be this guy? Is it going to be like Shostarkin or Sorokin and, you know, across the river in New York? If he is, then they're going to win the division. I, I still think that even though they have an eight-point lead on Carolina, I think Carolina is a better team. Um, uh, but they're going to make the playoffs, and they should be better. That This is what we've been waiting for, Nucks. So that's the whole thing. When you look back on this – They have two first overall picks on the team playing center. He and Jack Hughes. Yes, they should be good. Not 13 in a row. Good. I don't think so, but they're confident. They're fast. They score a lot of goals. They have talent. Yes, for Bratz on the second line, he's just, you know, point machine at this point in time. So it's, it's surprising the level of improvement this team has had, but this is what the people in New Jersey were waiting for. They they believe that they had the talent. They kept these guys together. Um, they've added, and, and then one of the guys they added, that's a really under the radar. Jonas yeah. Siegenthaler is a really good defenseman. Yeah. Now he's on the top pair with Dougie Hamilton. And that's where they work. And Dougie's like the old Dougie; he's, he's getting points. Look, do I think they're going to play this way for 82 games? I don't. Do I think they'll make the playoffs? Yeah, because I, I think if they stay healthy on the blue line, if Vanacek plays close to this level, they're going to make the playoffs. Do I think they're a Stanley cup contender? It would be shocking to me. I think they're, they're probably, Five or six teams I like better than them right now, and and I wouldn't count out the Islanders because they just keep winning. Um, uh, but it's it's not a shock to nut, us because when you look at the roster, it is dotted with elite level players. And the finally, you know, realizing uh, their top ends with respect to Heisher and, um, and, and and News and and yes, who's playing for a contract.
0: Okay, uh, so you got Carolina Islanders, Rangers, and fourth spot. I don't like their home record. Rangers four three and three. They should be better at home. Madison Square yeah. Garden. Pittsburgh. These, you know, Brian Burke, Hextall, they stuck with um, that old core. Do you think this pays mm-hmm. off for them, or this is the last hurrah for Pittsburgh?
1: Well, they they, they were in a tough go, right? They started well. Um, they lost a bunch of games. they won three in a row. I, I think the one thing I, – I think this is one last ride. I think what, every, every year you get older with this group, and they are starting to multi-term deals, and, and they're Hall of Famers, right? I mean, LeTang and – and Sid and Gino without question are. Um, I'm not sure this team, again, this is a question of health. Their defense isn't great, and, and Tristan Jari is not the same Tristan Jari that played last season. Tristan Jari was really good. He had gotten hurt. Penguins probably beat the Rangers, right, because if you're up 3-1, he gets hurt. The one, I think, saving grace for this team is they haven't played a lot of home games. So they're out of a playoff spot right now, but they've played, what, 13 road games and six home games. So And they're pretty good at home. They've always been historically a really good home team. So – I don't know. I, I think they're good, to make the, good enough to make the playoffs. But nuts. even with these guys coming back and playing well, the one knock on this team, they sucked in the playoffs. The last three or four years, they play the Islanders, they lose. They just can't find a way to, to, to win games. I know it was unfortunate with Jerry getting hurt against the Rangers. You go 3-1 read. This team does not come with those names on the team. They do not come through in the clutch. So they can they can win the division for all I can next. Like, I want to see this team in the playoffs because since they've won the Cup, they've been poor in the playoffs. All right, so um,
0: you said uh, the Devils won't play 842 hockey the rest of the year. How about in the Atlantic, the Bruins, 895. No. Like, come on, 17-2-0. This is incredible <laughs> start. They're 11-0 at home. You cannot – this isn't like you're going into the old Boston Garden and you're playing in that small rink and you have that big advantage. No. It's the same rink for everybody. But this team, like, they are hitting on all cylinders. It's incredible what they're doing.
1: The goal differential is plus forty. Crazy. They've played nineteen games. That's two game. That's two goals per game differential. Crazy. It, it's it's ridiculous. This team is ridiculous. They're eleven and zero at home. Um, th- this is this is now verging on history. You know, with the Devils winning thirteen in a row, this team's starting seventeen and two. Um, and so, what you could say that you know you go he'd come back to oh you know Montgomery he calmed the waters. Everybody likes him. Yeah, but they were a 107 point team last year, Knox. So are they this good? No. Are they a 107 point team? They probably are. With Bergeron and, and with Krejci back, it's a different team, different attitude. Yes, they did need, need a different voice. Bruce Cassidy just, you know, his, his message just got worn out there. He does, he demands a lot from his team, and they push back, and they didn't want to perform for him anymore. And, and they, so he moved on. Uh, Monty's got a great team here. But if, if Happis Lindholm is going to play like a Norse Trophy winner, because that's what he's playing right now at that level yeah. with the points that he's getting, which I've never really saw in Anaheim and everybody's healthy. They've come back. They're deep. McAvoy just got back. Marshawn just got back. Um, This is a dangerous team. And again, the question is, I, I think the whole thing and, and what this team missed, Knox last season, last, is David Krejci. He is such an improvement at, at the second line center. Last year they had Eric Haller, Charlie Cole, who's really a three C in this league to bring him back and Pasternak's playing for a contract. He's super motivated. And Bergeron's having fun. He got his thousandth points last night. His team loves him. Um, this just team, This when you're on a, a heater like this, this, everything happens. But it's not a surprise because there's a lot of talent on this team. The question was, like, their middle six, could they score goals? And, you know, Olmark's been fantastic. Not unlike the Devils, right, with Vanacek. So do I think they're going to play at this level? No. Are they a dangerous team that should be considered a cup contender? If this is the team that starts game 83, if they're this healthy and playing this well, Maybe not to this extent of seventeen and two. Like right? they can win a Stanley Cup, they can. I think they have all the components. Yeah, that- uh, but the, the run they're on is incredible. They are super confident team. They're nuts, this like you know, with your half team. I I think some nights these guys go on the ice and they know they're only going to win. this we just got to do our job? We're going to win the game. That's how confident that they are right
0: now. Yeah, and I, they've certainly weathered the storm of the Mitchell Miller signing and. That probably makes a lot of people kind of put that in the back burner. But Bergeron, thousand point, the kid's incredible. Like, what's he, 37 now? Um, Yeah. God, he just seems like he doesn't
1: age at all. And he's so steady, this kid. He's brilliant. His hockey IQ, as everybody knows, is off the charts. And he's been productive. You you thought maybe this year, okay, maybe you're going to take a little less – offensively and, you know, pass on the heater, but the second, you know, he's tied with Lindholm for 18 points or these nine goals, nine assists plus 12 winning 61% of his faceoffs at 37 years old. I, I, I get it. Maybe this is his last season. Um, I don't know, but uh, he's playing great. And I think if he has a season like this and they have a deep run, I think when he gets to the summertime, he may say, okay, let me, let, let me saddle up one more time. Cause he's been great. There's been no decline in his game. He's played typical Patrice Bergeron hockey uh, for the first 20 games of the Bruins. All
0: right, uh, moving on to the leaps. Listen, they got it going on the last uh, seven, eight games. But, God, they lose Morgan Riley. Uh, You know, this could turn that blue line into a major league crisis. Do you think this – this provides an opportunity for someone, obviously, but do you think they're going to be able to weather the storm uh, with the blue line in shape, in that kind of shape?
1: No, I think they got to go get help because it's not just Morgan Riley. It's Jake Muzzin. It's TJ Verity. All these guys are out. You have three guys out. I, I, uh, Dubas has to be making phone calls because right now, the way the blue line's constituted, they're gonna have. They're gonna have to win games five four. Yeah.
0: That
1: that's the challenge with this team because that defense isn't good enough. Who's on the top pair? I think it's uh, Giordano Lilligren. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So it goes Giordano Lilligren, Sandine Hall, uh, Jordy Ben, and Victor Meta. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. I mean, there's her, there's your answer. There you go. Right. Is that a team? That's not a division winning team. That's a team that probably gets to 100 points because of their offense. But I gotta think Dubas is looking but who's going to help this team out right now? And there's not a lot of traits early in the season, but with these guys going multiple weeks, it's going to be a challenge. Their offense is going to have to step up because I don't think they're going to get great defense in the goaltending is questionable. All
0: right. I'm, you know, the team I'm concerned about is Florida, uh, you know, new coach comes in there. It, it, this team, man, they looked a whole lot better uh, last year during the season than, you know, the, we know what happened in the playoffs. And now this year they seem kind of, Stumbling out of the gate.
1: Well, I think if you're a Florida Panthers fan, winning the President's Trophy didn't mean jack. So maybe you go the other route and just get into the playoffs. There were massive changes. I mean, they lost big – I mean, I I know they brought in Matthew Kachuk. But losing Uberdo and losing um, Mackenzie Wieger and Duclair's out with an Achilles, I guess it's not the same team. It's a different team, a different coach, a different system. They're not getting great goaltending, again, from Bobrovsky. Uh, I'm not concerned about this team. Should they be better than 9, 8, and 2? Yeah, they should be. Uh, but we'll see because it's, it's a big adjustment period uh, for this team. Uh, I think that's the biggest challenge. Are, are they adjusting to the system um, that Paul Maurice put in because they are a talented team? But it's a different team. I wouldn't expect 125 points from this team. I, I think they have to look – they have to do what their cousins in Tampa did alright winning right, mini-division doesn't mean jack. Who cares about President Service? Let's just get in and win, and that's Tampa Bay right now, right? They don't care where they finish. First, third, walk They'll beat yep. you. They know they'll beat you. So that's what Florida has to do. I think, again, there's a lot of change with respect to the lineup and depth, so I wouldn't worry about them yet. If they're at this level at game 40 and not game 19, then you got to worry about this team.
0: All right, move over to uh, Central. Central. Uh, any surprises there for you? I mean, Dallas, Colorado, Winnipeg at the top, eleven, five, and three. Dallas, the other two 11 5 and one. They're looking good. St. Louis, uh, man, didn't look good at the start, but now they're starting to play some pretty good hockey.
1: Yeah, people had them count. People are asking me, are they done? I'm like, it was eleven games into the season at three and eight. I mean, I know that they lost all these games in regulation. I'm like, you're not done eleven games in the season with this talent they have on the team. And what's happened? I think they're the first team. Lux in NHL history to lose eight straight and then win seven straight after losing eight straight. So they got (laughs) hot. They got confident that puck started bouncing the right way for this team. Uh, The only surprise in this division is how well Winnipeg's playing, but now they lose Nikolai Ehlers. So that's going to be a big blow to their offense. Uh, But I like the way they're playing Dallas and Dallas has been great. Last night, even though they lost in overtime, Jason Robertson is an incredible goal scorer, but Colorado did Colorado thing. So I, I like to see a race in this division. Um, Colorado isn't the healthiest team right now, and they do have losses. You know, they, they don't have Burkowski, they don't have Kadri. that they've already left via uh, free agency, but they've won three in a row. So, this could, is this going to be a competitive division? I'd like to see better from teams, not the four that we mentioned, but Nashville and Minnesota have been really disappointing to me. I think I expected better. Nashville won two games in Europe, came back, haven't played well. And Minnesota's, you know, trying to find a way. Mark andre Fleury was on, on the ice for practice. They haven't been a good home team. The two surprising teams in that division for me is Nashville and Minnesota. I thought that it would be better. All right.
0: Well, let's head to the West. Look at Cal McCabe become the fastest uh, D-man in NHL history to reach 200 yeah. points. That's awesome. Like, I mean, that's including Bobby Orr, Paul Coffey, right? Yep. That's, uh, that's quite a feat, especially in uh, today's game. What... Um,
1: what are you looking at in that division? Uh, yeah, well, we'll respect to, you know, Colorado. Uh, again, Nucks, they don't care, right? They, they have their rings. It doesn't matter where they finish. You know, they, they have all these guys out of the lineup. And Atlanta Scott missing for a couple of months is going to be. So they, they're just they're just marking time until the playoffs. Like, they're going to be in the playoffs. They're probably going to win the division. Uh, although Dallas, look, Dallas has been great. And... You know, Robertson's been great. Tyler Sagan's healthy. Ottinger's playing better now. So this could be a two-team race. I think that's what we look at. Maybe St. Louis sticks their nose in because this is the St. Louis team that that I thought would be coming into the season. There's not maybe seven or eight consecutive wins, but this is a good veteran team um, that has a lot of um, a lot of talent on it. So I, I think if you had to handicap the division, I think it's Dallas and Colorado probably battling it up for the top spot if Dallas stays healthy. And then St. Louis probably third at this point. Now
0: we move to the west, so um, I buffooned there. Um, but um, mm. Vegas, LA, Seattle. Are you surprised at your Kings mm-hmm. so far? And the Kraken.
1: Hello. No, I'm surprised. I'm surprised at the Kraken. The Kraken are seven two and one in the last ten games, and they're playing that defensive style high and nuts. They're playing very well on the road. They're 5-1-1 one and one away from Climate Pledge Arena. They're not so great at home. They're 5-4-2. They're actually under five, hockey 500 at home. I'm surprised. You would think they would get better def- uh, offensive help, and they, they have uh, with respect to Burkowski coming over from Colorado. Uh, they're just uh, acclimating to the system. They're getting better. And a guy like Tanith, who went out early last year with an injury, he's a key player on their scheme. Um, so to have him back as an energy player – Means a lot. It's a nice start. Do I think they're a playoff team? I don't. Um the Kings, the Kings have been up and down. Like, I, I, you don't really know. Like, they've put together like one really complete 60-minute effort, and that was last week in Edmonton. They won 3-1. They shut down Connor and Leon. You didn't really even see them as a factor of the entire game. But they but then they go to, to Vancouver and lose 4-1. They go and lose to Seattle in overtime. It's been an up and down season. I, I really don't know what to make of this team. They're better offensively. But defensively, some nights, it's a real challenge. So when you hear about teams and talked about Toronto making a trade, I still think the Kings need a left defenseman. I still think they should be chasing Jacob Chickren. I don't know if they will or not. Um, So I'm not surprised they're second in the division, but they've played 21 games. They've played three more games than Seattle and Calgary. They're only a few points in front of them. So they're probably three, four in the division right now. Um, So not a surprise. They're just trying to still establish their identity because it's not the team that won all these three, two games last season.
0: Jack Campbell, oh poor Jack Campbell! What's going on with him? He's backing up on the bench in New Jersey, and he gets one right in the schnoz. Uh, God, is something yeah. telling him to like this is a bad
1: move for you? Shut <laughs> <that a> up! <laughs> yeah, no, he's not poor. Well, he's not poor, Jack Campbell, because he's getting no, five million. Of in the next three years, right? Yeah. So, so, uh, he's just you know, goaltenders get streaky, and like just like goal scores. And he's on a bad streak right now. And he's an emotional guy. And his confidence level is probably not the highest right now. So they give this net to Stuart Skinner. Uh, But Jack's going to – they're going to need Jack to to win rounds in the playoffs. Um, They're going to need Jack to play better this season because they aren't playing that great. And I'll say – I said it last – missing Vander Kane is huge for this team. It's a major thing. He he scores goals. I think he scored 40 goals in, in 68 games since he's come over. And, and Sontere is a free agent in Edmonton. They missed the goal scoring, but they missed the attitude. They missed the edge around the uh, around the net. Um, Connor McDavid likes him, so whatever you think about him, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> he was the guy that said, okay, I got no problem with the vendor coming over. He earned him the contract, which he deserved, based on his season last season. But this team's going to struggle. Um, the, again, the same thing's Nucks, Depth, defense, and we're still not sure about the goaltending. So even with those two superstars they have and the two of the greatest and elite players in the game, in Connor and Leon, it's a twenty-three man roster, and this roster is just not performing the level that it should. You have one major injury, like um, Evander Kane, now you question the offense. So, um, it's going to be a challenging season for this team, and there's a lot of pressure on the Edmonton Oilers in that market because there's a lot very, very high expectations because they went to the conference final last year.
0: I know March third, a trade deadline is uh, quite a ways off, but listen, Bohol, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, contract situation. Uh, Could that happen before March 3rd? And then uh, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze, also kind of guys that are attracting interest around the league. Do you see um, any of those guys moving before March 3rd?
1: Well, Kane, I do. Kane and Taves, they're going to have, they're going to orchestrate their exit from Chicago. If they want to leave, it's going to be up to them. They both have full movement clauses. And Nux, to be honest, if I was an icon in Chicago and I won three rings and I was making over ten million dollars a year, maybe I wouldn't want to leave Chicago. <laughs> yeah. It's a great city. You're icons there. Um, they, it's not like a, an Aginla where he wanted to chase a cup because he never won in Calgary. These guys have won. They're established there. So I'm not sure. And I would have thought what would have greased the wheels for these guys to leave, at least from Chicago standpoint, is um, – if the team was really crappy to start and they were like one and eight coming out of the box and these guys who have been historically used to winning that much losing, but the team, they've lost four in a row, but they haven't been that bad a team, right? Up until this losing streak, they were what? Six, five, and three. Now they're six, nine, and three. If they start losing a lot, maybe it gets to these guys and they'll say, okay, let me have one more run, you know, towards the end of the season. I don't think in any, in a hurry to leave. I don't think that – and it looks like Taze really wasn't in the mix when they talked about rebuilding this team. So I'm not sure about that. Horvat's a different story, right? So Horvat, I assume that at 6-10-3, and, and they lost a bad game last night to, to Vegas after they took the lead 4-2 in the third. Um, I'm assuming it, there's prices on these guys from that the connects have established with other general managers. If somebody meets it, they're going to make the trade. Right, because at three ninety four, the expectations were high. Right, Bruce came. Look, here's the worst thing about being Bruce right now. Like Bruce got the job because last year, the team started really badly and cost Travis Green his job. Now, the one thing they they had to avoid was a bad start, and guess what? They got another bad start. So now Bruce is under the gun. The one thing that kind of I think saves him a little bit is I don't think ownership wants to pay three big time. I get they're still paying Travis. Green. I, I get that, but um, right with with
0: Bruce. Uh, how yeah. can it turn so quickly, though? Like, come on. Like, it seemed like they loved this guy last year. They played for them. They, they yeah. executed. They, And then all of a sudden, it just seems like,
1: I I don't know if they're tuning them out. Are they sick of them already? What the, I don't know. Their defense isn't any good. Enough. And not only that, Demko saved them a lot last year down the stretch. He hasn't been that good. He finally played good against Los Angeles the other night. Didn't play so great last night. Right. Um, that, that's it. They're... It's not uh, – on because I, I think that Rutherford knows, even though he, he gave no support to Boudreau when he went on the radio in Vancouver last week, I think they know that they didn't improve the defense. Like, they did nothing to improve this defense in the offseason. That, that was the sore point for this team because they got talent up front. You mentioned Horvat; He's been great with scoring goals. JT Miller, Marcus Pedersen, Brock bezer finally woke up against the Kings. They've got offense. Their defense wasn't any good. You look at some, some of those pairs that they put out there – I'm sorry, it's just not working. Tyler Myers, he's a challenge every shift, right? I, I, our, Oliver ekman Larson isn't the guy that they thought they were getting from Arizona on a long-term deal. So I, I get that, but I wouldn't put it on Bruce because I, I just think this is a really poor defensive team that didn't get good calling to start. And when that happens, you win six of your first 19 games.
0: All righty. Um, so we're at the 20 game mark, and I'll leave you with this. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you one more, and that is... For you, Dennis Bernstein, the hockey aficionado, mm. yeah, mm. the hockey aficionado. What is the biggest surprise in the NHL for you this season? The biggest surprise, like you, you can't believe it. Uh,
1: let's see. The biggest surprise to me is, I, I think the Devils. Yeah, I, I just they, they have to be right. They've won thirteen straight. Yeah. Like, come on. What kind of price, what kind of bet could you've got? Okay, I'm going to make a bet last month or, or in October that uh, the Devils are going to win 13th Street at some point. This is historic stuff. Yeah, it uh, is. I think there's like five or six teams that have won more in a row than they have. And, and to me, that that's it because you question it. And let's remember, this team came 0-2 out of the box and they were booing and fi- wanted to fire the coach, the fans. Yep. So I think the, the turnaround, I think the in-season, tur- not a turnaround, they lost the first team, but but to go this this hot, this early, that, that's a huge surprise. Because um, I'm looking at the teams that are at the bottom, and nobody's, like the Ducks, I knew it would be bad. Coyotes, of course. Blue Jackets, yeah, you're a little upset because Johnny Goudreau comes in, you have but A, but you know, next year they're have Lon A, Goudreau, and kind Connor of Ottawa and Buffalo, I, I look at the bottom feeders, and I'm like, okay, there's no surprises there. I didn't think much of, of Ottawa to start. Buffalo, I, I think it was a coming team, but. Didn't think they were a playoff teams. So the one thing I just think the record the for the Devils to be sixteen and three and one thirteen in a row, it's a huge surprise. I thought they would be better, like a like a five hundred team, not an eight forty two team. I don't think any did anybody did that. So if you I wanna find that the person that thinks that they were gonna start sixteen and
0: three. Yeah, there's no way. And yeah, uh, they're definitely not your Jacques Lemaire coach, Devils. That's for sure. <laughs> big difference absolutely not, well dennis egg awesome thanks for joining me again today appreciate it buddy and we will talk again next week
1: always a pleasure enough nuts all this great being on the roanuckers podcast man.